this flu, as they don't call it an epidemic anymore, it's a pandemic, which means that it's worldwide. And bless those, especially in countries that they're just really suffering. So we lift our 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 hands, Lord. It's going to be your will, not ours. But we're going to do our part, as you say in the good book. We got to help ourselves in order for good stuff to happen for us. So here we are, Lord, praying to you, praying that. You know, you deliver us from this. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Mike. Okay, well, here we are. We're gathered together. Uh, I want to say thanks for coming out and for all those that are joining us online. Thanks for being with us this morning. My name's John Mom, I'm the lead pastor. Let me just bring a little bit of thoughts to this pandemic that we're in the middle 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 of this morning I've been so most of you got the letter that I wrote and we're obviously meeting this morning and and this is the Last time we'll be, we'll be publicly meeting for probably about three weeks because the next two weeks we're not going to meet here. And so we'll talk a little bit more about, about what we're going to do there. But here's what, as I've been praying for us as a church and as a community, I think, to be, to be honest, the church, this is one of those moments where we can either rise up to the occasion that God's called us to, or we can back away and cower in fear. And I want to 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 want so we want to have wisdom. We want to wash, wash our hands. We want to like uh, take care of ourselves. If we're cough, coughing, using, we stay home. We isolate ourselves, etc. So there's that. There's the wisdom side, right? And wisdom does not mean go crazy. 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 Wisdom might be the opposite of that, right? Okay, so I want us to, to watch like our response so we could mimic the rest of this panics and world or we could be the very body of Jesus Christ through this tragedy. Okay, and we can even be the hands and feet of Jesus in the middle of it, and that's what ultimately what I call, want to call us to. Uh, but I, there's this once, 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 one thing called wisdom that we're going to push into as a church body as we're moving forward. Wisdom, and at the same time, we need to pair that, 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 with trust. Raw, radical 
real trust in 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 Trust. Now, trust can look like a lot of things, but um, I would say what we're watching and what's happening in the world right now, it, there's not a lot of trust that's out there, is there? It's like kind of the opposite of trust and, and like believing that that we are going to be okay and that we're hidden in God 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 in God's hand and and so I just want to watch your response right so and like and 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 in the middle of your that fear rising up, say, God, my response right now is trust in you. And yes, we're going to be people of wisdom, but we are going to trust God. God, we get through this and we will be better for it, but we are going to trust through the middle of it all that God is taking care of us and that we are going to be okay as God's people, okay? Does that make sense? Wisdom, trust, um, and really, I as I was praying this morning, I, I felt like I wanted to call the church to actually rise up, be agents of peace where there's no peace. agents of reconciliation where there's no reconciliation be agents of generosity when everybody's hoarding be agents of great love instead of like selfishness right what if we were the church what if we rose up in this time so this is the greatest challenge that our nation and the world is face to 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 face Like this is our modern day 9-11 that's in front of us. And the question is, what are we going to do and how are we going to respond? Will we be the people of God that God's calling us to be? And for me, 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 and for have faith, trust in God in the middle, in the middle of all the craziness. Um, I was thinking, you know, I went to Costco a couple days ago. And I was thinking, if the coronavirus is ever going to be spread, it's going to be like at Sam's and Costco, because there's like a... There's like, 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 like,
1,500 people in this, this building, and they're like, you could barely walk down an aisle without running into somebody, right? So, so I, I just want to call on us to have, have wisdom and discernment, and at the same time, let's trust God. Can we do that, guys? Can we do, do that, people of God? Um, so, for those of you, so the next, let me talk about the next two weeks. The next two weeks, we are not gathering in here on Sunday. Uh, we will, 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 we And our hub groups will be t uh, 10 to 12 people. If you would like to be a hub leader, uh, please talk to me. We need between 8 to 15 of these that are going to gather. Um, or just want to open up their homes at, at 945 on Sunday morning. You can brew some coffee, have some pastries available. Open up your home and... Watch live either on face 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 on Facebook or on YouTube and just watch as a smaller group together, okay? today uh, we'll put your name down and by Wednesday we'll have all those situated and then um, you can sign up we'll have limits like on all these groups but you, you can you can sign up for a group through our, our, our website or our Facebook I think website mo mostly and, um, and jump into a group. I want to encourage you, um, like, if you feel safe, go to a hub group next Sunday morning. So uh, we'll have worship and teaching and some practical tips, and we'll even have a dialogue afterwards in your hub groups about how do we follow Jesus in these times 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 okay so that's what's happening there and before I jump into our sermon this morning I just want to pray for us and I also want to pray for our communities okay so um, just bow your hearts with me. Holy Spirit, come. Lord, we look to you in the middle of this pandemic. And so, Lord, our trust and our faith is placed in Jesus Christ. 
the holy 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 spirit come lord i pray for every single person right now that is facing fear where they have this sense of fear is Binding up their heart, preventing them from thinking rashly. So, Spirit of God, come, Lord, give us your mercy and grace and wisdom. And Lord, our response to this is trust in you. Lord, we will be people that trust. So, Lord, I also pray that we would be people that pair wisdom with our trust, and we are going to act wise. In this and 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 this season that we are in. And Lord, I do pray right now that our church would rise up and be the church. Church, 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 In this crazy moment, we would be agents of peace and agents of reconciliation and agents of 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 generosity when everyone else is hoarding that we'd be agents of generosity and agents of your love and seeing mercy go across the San Gabriel. So Spirit of God come. Lord, give us your peace, your supernatural peace now. We need you, Jesus. Amen. Um, and I encourage you guys every, and we'll, on my practical, 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 is I'm going to highlight that at at 8 a.m. we a lot of you guys 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 at 8 o'clock, when you get that text, we're going to ask that you s just pause and pray for our ch church, for your friends, and for our nation in this world in the middle of this thing, okay? So we'll talk about that a little bit more at the end. Um, so let me, we're in the middle of these 40 days, and to be honest, the church I've been pastoring for over 20 years, 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 years,
pastoring that area flooded and we couldn't meet. And so this is like such a weird situation that we are facing right now. But I want to encourage you in the middle of this to push in to your relationship with God. Push into neighbors. Push into being the hands and feet of Jesus in our communities. And so maybe one of the most the easiest ways we as 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 that we can be doing together as a church even though we're not gathering next Sunday here and real 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 April 5th which is Palm Sunday we hope together again but We'll let, we'll let you know about that. But um, leading up to Easter, these 40 days, God can do, do a lot in us individually. Um, and God can use us in our neighbor's lives. So the big personal ask, want, and this is in your communicator if you haven't, I'm going to... You're probably sick of me talking about this by now, but let me just go through it one last week with you. Um, the big personal ask is one thing you want to ask God, 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 what are you saying? What are you doing? What's one thing you want to ask God for each day leading up to Easter? And if you haven't started this, what a great day to start, right? The second thing is give something up for the next 40 days. So it's something like, you can we call that fasting. And so you can fast, some of you want, might want to fast type of food, like sweets, or what we've been recommending is, what if you fasted an attitude? What if you said, what if you said for the ne- all the way up to leading up to Easter, I'm gonna fast fear. I'm not gonna, anytime fear hits my heart, I'm gonna say absolutely no. Just leading up to Easter, make a conscious choice to let go of fear for these, this, this time, time period. Uh, that would change us, right? That would change us. So get something up for 40 days. Number three, identify and pray. Pray your three. John, what are my three? Three people that you may or may not know where they're at with God. Um, it could be a physical neighbor, a barista at Starbucks, somebody that you have encountered at your work. And you're just going to pray for them um, every day leading up to Easter. 
And then number four, blow some money or kindness in one of your three. Now, I've been, I've been having you pause on this one up till now. Now is the time to blow some money or kindness on one of your three that you've been, been praying for. And you know what that might look like? It might look like dropping up, up a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> or dropping up an off bag of rice at their door. Or let's use wisdom. Wisdom. But let's also act in trust and faith, okay? So what might that look like for you? Blow some money or kindness on one of your three. And the last one is uh, spend time with God each day. And if you want to jump into that text that I talk about each day, uh, text 40 days to our church phone number, 909-394-3033. And you can get uh, in that text alert system. Okay, and I have one more thing. Sorry. Here we go. Uh, chairs and squares. I, I think we introduced this at the worst possible time, <laughs> but um, we're trying to finish off our auditorium. It got, it got, it got, it got painted, and, and, um, and we're, we, oh, so much is happening, but we want to finish the carpeting squares and our new chairs. Chair, chair, chair. uh, the total for all of that um, is about 45 grand, and we have um, over 15 committed, so if you want, if you want, if you want, if you want, if you want to step up, now, now's the time. Um, it's going to be weird because now we can't even, we'll, maybe we'll mention this next week where we're financially at, but um, if you can, consider what the Holy Spirit's calling you to do there, okay? Okay, um, let's jump in to today. I, I, I had this kind of planned going into this series to talk about discovery of dignity and 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 as this pandemic arose, I just felt like this is like, this is one of those perfect messages at this moment for us as a church. And so we're, today I want to talk about through Christ, dignity was discovered in this world. And so we're going to dive into this for the next uh, 25 minutes here. So, so the president of this small country. Uh, who made many changes. He just got elected, but he made too many changes too fast in his small little country. He raised the taxes quickly, um, and people were really disappointed that they had voted for him. And he issued a new, new postage stamp with his face on it. It bared his portrait, and... He was really disappointed because all the mail, 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 the mail that he got in to where he lived, it, there was no, none of his images on the stamp. And he was really disappointed that, you know, that he was using his stamps. So he went to the local postmaster and he said, what's going on? Why aren't my stamps being used? And, and uh, the postmaster hesitantly said, um... Well, well, the problem is that they're not sticking properly. And the president said, what, 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 what are you talking about? Give me a stamp. He licked it and stuck it on the envelope. And he said, look, it sticks perfectly. What's the problem? And the postmaster said hesitantly, sir. Uh, the truth is that people have been spitting on the wrong side. (laughs) 
And this new president said, the people give me no dignity. Just no dignity. Do you know that Jesus entered the world with absolutely no, 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 no dignity? Like zero? He would have been known as a mamzer. It's a child conceived out of, 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 wedlock. And all languages have words for that. And every single one of them is ugly. Jesus' cradle was a feeding trough. His nursery mate had four legs. He was wrapped in rags as a child. He was born in a cave. He was targeted for death. He was raised on the run. He would die with even less dignity than he was born with. He was convicted as a criminal. No, 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 no. Beaten, bloody, abandoned, naked, and shamed. Dignity on the level of a king is not the word that we would ever associate with Jesus. But there is a king in our story, isn't there? There's a king, and the Bible says that when Jesus was born during the time of King Herod. Herod. Now, to the ancient reader, Herod, not Jesus... Would have been the 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 picture of greatness. Born of noble birth, armies at his feet. Leader of armies in the ancient world, Herod was the man. He was nearer to the gods. He was guardian of the Pax Romana, which is the the peace of Rome. He was advisor to Caesar. His title, King of the Jews, friend of the Romans. King of the Jews, friend of the Romans. Herod, Herod ruled with an iron fist. He cowered to no one. Um, here's some fun little facts about King Herod that we know. He um, he killed one of his 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 wives. The only person he ever loved because he was threatened by her. He killed one of his mother-in-laws. He killed two of his brother-in-laws. He killed two of his sons. Okay, this is King Herod. Herod clung to his title to the very end of his life. While he was dying, there were protesters who he had arrested and burned by. Five days before his death, he, one of his sons he had executed because he tried to seize the... ...throne too early. Five days before Herod died. 
his will instructed that prominent Israelis be executed on the day he died so that there would be mourning in the nation the day that he died. Herod was considered the most effective ruler over Israel that Israel ever had, that the empire ever had. He was considered great by most in his day. But greatness today has come to look, 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 to was about tout 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 collapse because of one guy his name is Jesus the lives of Herod and Jesus intersected in this story when some magi came from the east and they came to find the one born king of the Jews and that was a threat to Herod because he was king of the Jews but he, but he wasn't one born king of the Jews, so he was threatened to say the least. So in Matthew 2.16, Herod was furious when he realized that the wise, 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 and had outwitted him. He sent soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old. Jesus' parents in this moment fled for Egypt as Jesus laid unaware and completely helpless. Herod, had, who had built great cities and ruled armies, his nickname, do you remember what his nickname was? Herod the, the Great. Herod the Great is his nickname. Did you know that nobody called Jesus the Great? Jesus is repeatedly given another name by Matthew. In the beginning of his book, uh, G Matthew used a different title, and let me just give you a little. like synapsis of chapter 2, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 2. Um, he, quoting here, go and search for the, search, search carefully for the child. And all the way through chapter 2, Matthew's going to call Jesus the child. They saw the ch child, his mother, verse 11. Take the child and escape to Egypt, verse 13. Take the child and go to the land of Israel, verse 20. He got up and took, 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 child, verse 21. Now, the title, child, 
especially in that day would have been in vivid 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 contrast with king or great it would have been like polar opposites in the ancient saddest ordered world children were at the bottom of the ladder the very lowest rung of the ladder that's where children were Children were noted for fear, weakness, hopelessness, helplessness. Finally, the elder said this about children. And this will give you an idea of how society viewed kids 2,000 years ago. He said, none among all the animals is so prone to tear. Tear, 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 was to be dependent, helpless, fragile, vulnerable, and at risk. Now the next season of Jesus' life is introduced by Matthew with the phrase, after Herod died. And we find that in verse 19 of chapter 2 of Matthew's Gospel. And Matthew says this three times in chapter 2. Matthew mentions the fact that Herod is dead. Matthew wants the reader to know that Herod, 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 the great with all of his wealth, with all of his power, with all of his majesty, with all of his glory and crown is now Herod the dead he's no 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 longer alive and Matthew points that out a new time had come with Jesus a time when thinking about about kings and children would shift the idea is gonna an idea is gonna be released in the world in the wider world that's gonna, it's gonna be irresistible to society so all peoples in the ancient world had their gods and their gods had different names small g but they all shared what they all shared. All these different gods shared one basic concept: concept, 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 now, the king 2,000 years ago was considered divine or even semi-divine, okay? Under the king were the members of his court and the priests. Below them are artisans and merchants and craftspeople. Below them, there was this large group of peasants and slaves. 
really what we call the scum of the earth. And only during this time, only the king was made in the image of God. He was not only made in the image of God, he was treated like a God. As a recent husband said, my wife treats me like a God. She keeps giving me burnt offerings. That was good, okay, okay. You can laugh, okay. We need a little bit of laughter once in a while. Peasants and slaves were not created in the image of God. According to their society 2,000 years ago. And this is what we call the dignity gap. The farther down the ladder you got from the king, the less dignity that that person held. But the gap was questioned. by an idea that laid there in a manger, that there was a God, there was one God, and that God is good, and that all creation was created in God's image. Imagine what what they did to the hearts of those who had been told, you have no worth. No worth. Created in the image of God 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 Peasants, everybody created in the image of God. When, when Jesus did people, he saw the image of God. And it caused him to treat people with dignity. In a society that did not look nor treat people with dignity. Um, and just so you know, this had not been, not been seen before. This is like new to the world. This breed. This belief has woven its way in 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 United States Declaration of Invention 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 of
Among these rights are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. All are created equal. The idea of equality of all human beings was not self-evident to the ancient world. It was not at all. Aristotle did not think that all were, were created equal at all. He said this, for that some should rule and others be ruby 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 So I have a question. Who came between Aristotle and Thomas Jefferson? Who came between the two, right? Nicholas Walterstorff said this. He gave the answer. The teachings of the scriptures clarify and made available to all the world through Jesus that every human being is made in the image of image 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 shifted. You guys, there are gradations of talent and strength and intelligence. But as Martin Luther King Jr. said, there are no gradations of the image of God. There is not some people that bear God's image more than somebody else, that has a certain greater level than somebody else, which is the way the ancient world was ordered. Only those at the very top really had the image of God in society, the cream of the crop. The ancient world did not teach this. Ordinary children did not share the king's image. They were not created by the same God, so they grew up in a different world. In the, let me give you a little history of the Roman Empire and children. Um, some babies grew up in the ancient world to women, and they were generally shut off from public life and education. Some grew up to be slaves, and they were used for their labor. Some babies didn't grow up at all, and unwanted children were often simply left to die. And this practice was called exposure. Uh, and we know historically that the head of the household could make this decision up to the first year of life in an infant. Um, they could decide life, life, death for members of their family. The decision was usually made in the first week of life. Plutarch 
said that until this time, for the, especially the first eight days, almost up to a year, he said that a child was more like a plant than a human being. Okay? Now, we don't understand this because we see a baby today and we're like, oh, like our hearts melt. Society was different 2,000 years ago. And I want us to wrap our brains around. They saw infants completely different than we do today. The most common reason for exposing child would be if the family was in poverty, if it was a wealthy family that didn't want to divide up their estate, if the child was the wrong gender, or the child was illegitimate. So abandoned children were often left on a dunghill or a dump, and most often they died, but some were rescued, and if they were rescued, 99% of the time they were enslaved for the rest of their life. Now this happened often enough that hundreds of names in the ancient world were variations of the word, a Greek word called kopros, and kopros is the Greek word for dung, okay? So you have hundreds of children that are found at the dump 2,000 years ago that are mostly now enslaved that had variations of the name dung, okay? When, 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 when Jesus grew up, Jesus saw these ch children differently. He began to say things about children that no one else would have ever dreamed of saying or thinking. One day Jesus was asked the question in Matthew 18.1, who is, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Somebody asked Jesus this, 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 this. And Jesus called a little child to him and put the child among them, among the disciples and other learners in his, 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 in his area. And I like to think maybe, just maybe, that child's name was Kopros, Right? Maybe. And then verse 3 said, Truly I tell you, unless you change and come like a little child, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said it wasn't the child's job to become like Herod. It was Herod's job to become like this child. No one else in the ancient world, not even religious rabbis, Jewish religious rabbis, you, 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 children as an example of following God. No one. There is no other examples that predate Jesus here. Not one. When Jesus said, then Jesus said the kind of thing that would literally never enter the mind of another human being to say, he said this. And whoever welcomes one such child welcomes me. Whoever welcomes a child is welcoming God himself. What? You guys, that's crazy talk 2,000 years ago. That's, that's insanity. That's like completely different than... than, 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 than 
any other example that we have out there. Another time, children were brought to Jesus in Matthew 19, 14. And I love the story because the, these disciples of Jesus rebuked the parents. The disciples of Jesus, those are hanging around Jesus, following Jesus, they rebuked the parents for bringing these children to Jesus. And I love, 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 I love Jesus' response. You know what Jesus does? He rebukes his disciples. Are you, it's like, are you kidding me? You still don't get this? That every single person is created in my image? What? And then Jesus said this. Let the little children come to to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. A kingdom for children before Walt Disney? Are Are you kidding? Like, what? As the movement that Jesus started to spread, it created an alternative community for children. Early instructions among Jesus' followers, such as the Didache in the second century, they 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 prohibited the widespread cultural practices. So the Didache was this document in the second century that that like how does the church practice faith? Okay, and that that document. Um, was very clear in the second century that it said you are, it prohibited the, the cultural practices of abortion, exposure, infanticide, and the like, okay? Now, there's this joke that flies around families, like my wife and I, we have five kids. Uh, but the, it's all, I've always been told the most base, 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 An average, the l- average American life expectancy, two C, 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 now-for-now-for-now-for-now-for-now-for-now-for-now-for-now-for-now-for-now-for-now-for-now-for-now-for-now-for-now-for-now-for-now-for-now-for-now-for-now-for-now-for-now-for-now-for-now-for-now-for-
people began to leave them outside of churches, and this was the beginning of orphanages. We live in a culture that sure 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 has been changed by the influence of Jesus Christ. The ordinary and lowly have been given 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 great dignity because they're created in the image of God. We we do know culturally that 2000 years ago the older you were the more society honored you. And I think that maybe one of the applications for the church today in the middle of this pandemic is to say, how do we honor our elderly? How do we care for our elderly? That's the opposite. Like 2,000 years ago, it was children that had no dignity. And now our society, it seems like, 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 the elderly have no dignity, and how do we care, I think is a question that we should be asking ourselves as a church now. So I want to give you one last story, and then I want to wrap things up today. And I want to share the story. I've shared this story before, but I think it was almost like it, I couldn't help but use uh, Dick Coy's story as we're wrapping this up today, today. Um, and I'm going to show you a video. Last time I showed you a different video of, of Dick, his son Rick. Um, but I just want to show you. This is 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 Dick Hoyt, and that's his son Rick. And so I just want to talk, 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 talk about them. In a minute, we'll have a video. But but before we do that, when Dick Hoyt's son was born, he was born with an umbilical cord around his neck, and he had brain damage. He would never be able to walk nor speak. And in ancient Rome, it was not only custom, but it was the law that he would have been discarded. Rick would have been left on 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 Dick and his wife brought Rick home to care for him. When he was 11 years old, Dick took his son to the engineering department at Tufts University. And Dick said, can you help my son talk and they said there's no way he's he's unable to talk he's unable to communicate and dick said well 
tell my son a joke. And so they said a joke, and Dick's son laughed. And they said, oh, he can think and process. And so Tufts University went to setting up and 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 making a computer so that Rick could talk. And what they did is they set up a button on the side of his wheelchair. There was a button at which for Rick the only part of his body that he had control over was his head. So it was a button, button to push until we get to the right letter of the alphabet. And um, that was the day that changed when Rick was 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, he was I think he was right around 14 years old. Heard of a benefit race being run to help a young man who was who had paralyzed. Like it was like a 5K race. And Rick typed out the sentence to his son using the computer by hitting his head on his wheelchair, and he wrote this out. Dad, I want to run. Dick was 40. He had never run over a mile in his life. Okay, 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 <laughs> My wife's saying, like you, John. I, um, and so, Dick one day said, let's run together. And Dick pushed Rick to 5A through this race, and at the end, they went home, and they were talking back and forth, and this was the day that Dick's life changed because his son, after running that first 5K, said this, Dad, when I ran, I didn't feel disabled. And guess what Dick stick 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 started to do from there. He started to run. Forty years old. He picked up a new hobby, and I want to show you this, 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 show you this,
Here we go. Turn up the volume nice and loud for us.
together, they've run over 250 marathons. They've done six Ironmans, which is swimming two miles, biking 112 miles, and then a full marathon, 26 miles. They've done over 85 marathons together, including the Boston Marathon over 20 times. Dick's inspiration, his courage, his reason for running is his 110-pound boy. Because what if the church, church Jesus' example, and we said every single person is created in the image of God? What if we saw that stamped on from the youngest, the little, the little tykes, all the way up to the very oldest? What if we honored people like Jesus honored people? What if? You guys, the Greeks, during Jesus' day, they loved physical excellence and perfection. They gave us the Olympics. Mortals striving to be like the gods of Olympus. The Greeks also gave us the marathon. The 26-mile grueling run. They did not give us a story of a marathon being run by a father, by a man carrying his, his old son. They didn't. They gave us nothing like that. Because Jesus spent his life with the ordinary and the unimpressive because he cared about every single person. He would pay deep attention to lepers, During Jesus' day, they were the outcast guys. They were at the highest risk of society, society, society. Jesus cared for them. He cared for the crippled and the blind and the beggars and the prostitutes and fishermen and women and children. And he would announce that a kingdom was available that was different from Herod's. A kingdom that was different from King Herod's. Where a kingdom where value and worth was for all people. It was a different kingdom. It was an upside down kingdom from everything that the word world valued. That's the kingdom that you and I get to be a part of, 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 part of. And that's the kingdom that we get to push forward in this season where the church wants to cower and hide. We can be this, we can do this, we can honor people. You and I, we can do this. So let's rise up, let's be the church that God is calling us to be in this season. Let's see people stamped with the very image of God. Through this season. So let me give you a couple practical tips today. Number one. Since Jesus' birth, babies and kings and everybody else should look different to us as God's people. The disabled, 
the addicted, the homeless, the utterly impoverished, the diseased, the mentally ill, exiles, refugees, even criminals. They should all look different to us. All these people were viewed by ancient society as burdens to be discarded. Let's see them instead as bearers of the divine glory who can touch our car 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 conscience and still our selfishness. This is what Jesus could see that the disciples around Jesus and even Herod could not see, especially in those children. So let's do that, guys. Let's be that type of church. Sometimes I think the, think the waiting for a church that values people this highly. Number two, with our COVID nineteen issue, hand if you're willing and able to shop and or deliver as needs come up for those who are in. The vote, 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 categories in our community. 65 and old, older, immunocompromised, unwell, stuck at home people. Please sign up by emailing hey at foothillvineyard.org to be contacted. This most likely for their safety will be a uh, like DoorDash style. For everybody's safety, where we're gonna try to set this up for the best case scenario. But if you're willing, to withstand the line at Sam's or Costco, um, and could help somebody in a season, I think that this is upholding people's dignity and valuing people. Some of you have a lot of time off for the next couple weeks. Uh, maybe, just maybe, let's use it for God's kingdom. Let's use it for God's purpose and plan in society. So a second way, and maybe even more importantly, please take some time each day to pray protection and wellness over those in your circle of 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 friends, as well as our church family. These are both both valuable. Every one of us at 8 o'clock in the morning, we just prayed for three minutes for our church and families and those around us. Five minutes. If it only goes a minute, that's okay. But when you get that tax start for that, the 40 days, um, just take that moment, pause, and let's pray for our church and community, okay? And we'll all be doing that together. And then number three, over the next two weeks, We'll not be gathering together as a complete community, 
as a precautionary action. We do, however, feel led to offer hobs. Hobs will be in people's homes and have a cap of 10 to 12. Participants can join together on Sunday mornings to watch live, watch the live stream together. If you'd like to be a host hub, uh, please talk to me today. Um, and if you want to attend, you can check out our church church site. We'll also be sending out emails where you can follow that link. Sign up for a group, okay? Um, and it, just so you know, if you don't feel comfortable over the next two weeks, just watch at home. It's it's okay. 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 But but sometimes sometimes we just need each other, right? And so we want to use wisdom. trust and so we can still gather in some homes really this is what the early early church right they gathered in homes they worship they they put together okay so we're going to do that over the next two weeks um so sign up for a group on wednesday and if you want to possibly the hub come talk to me and i have one more practical tip normally i i think it's our just our situation but i i wanted to mention this one 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 even in the middle of where we're at today but when a natural disaster beyond what we're facing now 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 strikes us if the big one hits us Kate and I were talking what if the big one hits us like in the middle of COVID-19 like what's our response right well here's our response um let's let's say a big fire fire us this fall or something um if it hits the Los Angeles area make sure that you and your household are safe make sure that your physical neighbors are safe and cared for and then meet us up here at the church and we will make a plan to dignity to every single person as far as we can possibly reach. Okay? So that's our that's our strategic plan is to we'll gather here and we will go out and we will serve and we will make a clear plan of action for the church. I know that that's far from our current reality. But I want to throw it out there because I think it ties into this issue of the dignity for all. So in the middle of a national disaster, do you know who gets left behind? The elderly and the poor. And so we want to do our job in the midst. Mid, 